All right, after last week's discussion about Team USA, Team Canada, and Team North America, we're diving into the other side of the tournament. Team Sweden, Team Finland, Team Russia, and Team Europe, and Team Czech Republic. Uh, back for another episode of the Endhead Puck Talk podcast, episode number 29, one closer to 30. Joseph Caruso and Andrew Flager here discuss the 2021 World Cup of Hockey predictions for their rosters. The score came out with a bunch of roster predictions. And we're just going to keep discussing and see who can make the team. Some dark horses here. Uh, boys, how you guys doing? Not bad. I, I'm excited for this episode. I like talking about the foreign the foreign teams over, over the pond. Yeah, last episode was pretty fun talking about like lineups and stuff. So I'm excited to kind of get into the other teams, especially the Scandinavian teams like Sweden and mm-hmm. Finland are pretty exciting to talk about. Before we chat about the rosters and their predictions, we are just going to cover some news first. Uh, the first news we have here today is Evgeny Guznetsov decided to play with some white powder, and he is suspended from double IHF hockey for four years. Guys, I know you guys don't like this stuff. What do you guys think about this? I mean, he's an idiot. Um, I'm <laughs> yeah. pretty, pretty sure um, he even posted like an Instagram story or something, and there was some snow on the counter uh and i'm pretty sure that's what led to the investigations uh but yeah kuznetsov is not very bright for uh getting busted with cocaine Mm -hmm. i don't even know why he'd be using it in the first place um but yeah that's just my opinion yeah it's definitely not the smartest thing to do especially in his position like he's still like a nhl like all-star i would say and he's been in the prime of his career, and then he gets caught with stuff like this. It hurts like his reputation mm-hmm. as a player and like with the Caps fan base. But I mean, if you do stupid mistakes like that, then you can't really be surprised with these consequences. Getting banned from IIHF, so yep. I mean, it was stupid on his part, but I mean, it, I think it just hurt his reputation more than anything. Yeah, exactly. And we saw all that stuff with the Kings players a few years ago. Uh, Jared Stoll, Jeff Carter, Mike Richards, and all that. And uh, most of them are out of the league, but Jeff Carter's still there. So, yeah, Kuznetsov's uh, suspended from double IHF hockey, so which means he cannot play in the World Championships, the World Cup of Hockey, or Olympic hockey, hockey if the NHL athletes decide to go. Which is the main topic of this episode. Yeah, uh, and I just want to mention that we found this out after we uh, recorded... Uh, the second half of this episode when we talk about the double IHF rosters for all the European teams. Mm-hmm. Uh, next news of the day is Nicholas Cronwell has decided to step away from the game. He has retired. Um, he is stepping into a new role in the Detroit Red Wings organization. He would be an advisor to Steve Yeiserman in the general manager's position. Yeah, my heart was Cronwalled by this one. Um... <laughs> Nicholas Cronwell has been in the league for like my almost our entire life. It feels like basically. Yeah, fifteen seasons. Uh, some like yeah, fifteen. He's thirty-eight years old. Yeah. Um, Swedish defensive legend. And he's been with the Red Wings his whole, whole career too, which, I mean, it's getting that's getting more rare and rare. Like players seem to bounce around a lot more than they used to. I find. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he. He played a lot of games in the NHL. 953. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for this one, there I think I saw on Twitter or Instagram, like once 
Detroit officially released his retirement. They had like a video for him. And people were saying like, I don't know if it was just Detroit fans or just people on Twitter. They're saying that they should possibly retire his number, which I don't know what your guys' opinion on is that on that is, but one of the guys on Twitter was like, well, yeah, they should just retire his number on the boards because that's where he cronwalled everyone. Yeah, you know what? That would be neat, actually. <laughs> if they decide to retire his number to put his number on the boards, that'd be pretty That'd cool. be pretty jokes, yeah. But I don't know if he's worthy enough, though. Yeah. To get his number retired. He's like a, I guess he's like a, in their franchise history, he's like a, maybe a top five, like, in terms of tenure. He has, like, I think I saw they has, like, the third most points as a Detroit Red Wings defender, obviously behind like Glenstrom, I forget who the second guy was, but he's like third on that list with like over 400 something points with the Red Wings. So like, there could be a case for them to retire his number. Yeah. But, yeah. You know what? He did play, I said, like 15 seasons or whatever, 953 yeah. games with them. Um, and he put up, I think, like over 500 points. Yeah. It, you could make a case for it for sure. Yeah. Only time will tell for Nicholas Cronwall and the Detroit Red Wings. But yeah, he's all, he's mostly known for his epic hits, the Cronwall. He got Cronwalled. So uh, that Marty also, Havilat hit is still ringing through every Chicago fan's uh, ears. So that, that was a massive hit. He also yeah. won uh, a cup there too, I'm pretty sure. Yes. In I, think he did. I, I think he was on the roster. 2008. Yeah, 2008, yeah, yeah, 2008 he won. Yeah, so uh, good for Nicholas Cronwall and... We're going to step on to another retired NHLer. It's Cam Ward. Uh, Cam Ward is stepping away from the NHL as well. Uh, he signed a one-day contract with the Carolina Hurricanes to retire. Uh, he's played 14 seasons in the league for only the Carolina Hurricanes and the Chicago Blackhawks last year. Uh, he had a record of 334, 256, and 88 in his NHL career. Um, this guy obviously was mostly known for playing for the Carolina Hurricanes. But in his first ever season, I think, I believe in the NHL, he won a Stanley Cup. So that's yeah, before Matt Murray did it. He basically pulled a, like a Bennington. Like, yeah, Matt Murray. He wasn't Murray even on the roster. Game. He was just on the playoff roster. And I mm-hmm. think, I forget who the goalie was, but he got hurt just before the playoffs or in game one, he was pulled. And then basically like a Matt Murray, yeah. yeah, yeah. Before there was a Matt Murray. It was in 2006, right? Or 2007? Yeah, yeah. Six, I think. I think it was six, yeah. Yeah, he was like a solid goalie, I would say. I mean, 300 wins is like a pretty big accomplishment. I mean, Carolina wasn't that good for like most of his tenure there. So he put up some pretty decent numbers for like someone who kind of came out of nowhere. Yeah, and he also, uh, he'll always be a Carolina Hurricane in my eyes. Played yeah. over 700 games, 701 games in the NHL. So yeah. that's that's a, a big number as well. He... um. It's kind of surprising because we don't you never see this but he is one of the few goalies to ever go uh get drafted in the first round of the NHL draft. He was drafted 25th overall in the first round in the 2002 NHL entry draft. So that's kind of interesting. Yeah, it is. I didn't know that. Yeah, you you really don't see goalies go that early anymore. No. So I thought that was kind of neat. What else we got here? Uh, Justin Williams is stepping away from hockey. Uh, I saw he made an Instagram post uh, with a, a nice heartfelt uh, message to all of um, the Carolina Hurricanes fans and the NHL. And uh, I, I guess it's for personal reasons. I don't really know too many details about it. What do you guys think? Of- 
Uh, yeah, like it's interesting that he didn't say that he was retired. He said he was stepping away from the game. So I feel like maybe he's he wants to play in Carolina, but maybe he feels like he's getting lowballed because he went so far in the playoffs and he's a captain. So I feel like he wants to stay in Carolina, but maybe there's like a possibility that he's being lowballed by them. But he doesn't want to make like a huge deal out of it because he is a free agent. He's not like an RFA or anything. Like they don't owe him anything really. Mm-hmm. So maybe he didn't want to make like a rash decision and sign somewhere else because he wants to stay in Carolina. But that's kind of like my interpretation of this stepping away. Like it's not really officially retiring, but we'll see what happens with them. Yeah, yeah no. Yeah, go, go ahead. ahead no, go ahead. Go ahead. No, there just could could be other teams interested in him. Maybe he doesn't know what move to make. I mean, he's. I thought he was going to be in his last season last year, and he just stepped away from the game. He didn't officially retire. And maybe this year he's going to sign a one-year deal and actually retire from the game. He is 38 years old, and he's proved a lot to a lot of fans in the NHL and watching the playoffs. He's known in Mr. Game 7 himself. So, um, yeah, but go on, Flager. What are you going to say? Uh, no, I was going to say, like, I don't think he's going to retire either. Um, he could, though. You never know. Like, it, taking time off of hockey, like, maybe he'll enjoy being retired and not play. Or, sorry, not officially retired, but maybe he'll enjoy just, um, like, his family time and having time to himself or whatever. And maybe he won't end up coming back to play hockey. But um, I wouldn't be surprised if he does return. He's only – I think he's only – he's 37 years old. He is older, I guess, but – he saw some gas off the tank. He had like over fifty points last year. Yeah, he's he's still an effective hockey player. I know, like he's still like I would have him on the roster if I were like a Carolina fan. Like I would still want him there, hundred percent. By the way, his hockey DB photo looks like he just woke up out of bed. That was like the Caps photo every years ago. That's been taken of him. He either looked like he stayed up twenty four hours on a bender, yeah, or he just. Woke up out of bed and like did all his hair and like gotta come take some pictures like fuck. It actually looks like he's the cocaine buddy (laughs) instead of Kuznetsov in that photo. NHL might have to investigate. Well, he was part of that (laughs) LA Kings team, so maybe. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. Oh shit! I never even thought of that. Yeah. When Jeff Carter was there. Yeah. Um, Uh, Just to step away. Well, not step away. Actually, we're still talking about retired player Uh, Ben Lovejoy has. Retired from the game after 11 seasons, mostly known for his defensive play, his defensive efforts, blocking shots, hitting, whatever that is. Um, I guess one memory of him I will never forget is I think he blocked a shot in a game and it was on 24-7. This was Pittsburgh versus the Washington Capitals, I believe. And on the plane, like Sidney Crosby and uh, Marc-Andre Fleury were talking together and they just they just see Ben Lovejoy turn around with his a massive, like, crater on his face because they were so high up in the air it blew up like a balloon and uh yeah so he's pretty heroic in that sense for blocking shots hitting throughout his whole career uh probably most known for i think i think he won the cup with the pittsburgh penguins in 2009 2009 and i think 2016 yeah 16 as well yeah that was his last season with pittsburgh yeah so mostly known for his pittsburgh tenure i would i would say yeah, for sure, he was yeah. Like a depth demon, defensive, did his job right. I'll never forget. I'll never forget. Um, in the playoffs, and uh, I don't remember what year it was. 
I think it was the 2016 playoffs. He played. He put up like six points as a defenseman in that playoffs. That was his career high, I think, in the playoffs, NHL playoffs. But that was the year I remember, like, really uh, hearing his name a lot in the playoffs. And I remember watching him, um, like, a shit ton that year. I, I mean, obviously, because the Penguins went far and they, they won the Cup that year. But that was the one season that specifically stands out to me in his career. Uh, we got Pat Maroon signed with the Tampa Bay Lightning. I don't know details about the contract. Thomas, do you know anything? Uh, just oh, off of, yeah. I don't, I don't remember what it was, but it's pretty cheap. Uh, it's under a million dollars. It's under a million, right? Yeah, I think so. One year. So Tampa Bay is just stockpiling these guys over and over and over again. Just to, they replaced, I guess, JT Miller for Patrick Maroon. I would probably say JT yeah. Miller is better as a player. No, but, you're right. That that move makes sense actually now to me. Now yeah, and that. Maroon at a really cheap price. He's not going to bring a ton of offense to your team, but he's definitely going to solidify that role as the grinder, getting the puck to the sniper, the playmaker on that line. So I think with, again, we referenced the Tampa Bay Lightning as the Golden State Warriors last year. They're starting to turn into that again without Braden Point in the center position role. He's unsigned right now, but when they do get him back, this Tampa Bay team is going to be unstoppable once again. I'm kind of surprised, though, that he left St. Louis. Because he, he was a hometown boy there, right? Yeah, he made like a, such an ordeal for him to stay there. And he just signed one year. I mean, he won the cup like he did. His thing. Holy shit, it's not very hard here. Anyways, yeah, I see the landing outside <laughs> here too. I know, yeah, it's bad. Um, yeah, so he made like such a big deal that he wanted to stay home, come home. Like he did and won the cup. But like then he just basically bolted after. I mean... If St. Louis didn't offer him that deal, then that's on the Blues part. We're not offering by under a million, but yeah, that's a steal for any player in the NHL. Like I know. you any, don't see any many contracts. Under a million is like yeah, steal. You do not see many contracts under a mill anymore. No. Anyways, another contract signing was uh, Ivan Barbashev signed a deal with the St. Louis Blues, for two years. Don't know what the money was. <laughs> I just know that it was two years. I think it's 2.45 or something like that around there. Uh, yeah, he was pretty decent in the run last year. Yeah, he's he's a good he's a good player to have on your team, especially yeah, in the a, position he's, he's playing. He's playing fourth line minute, uh, um, fourth line minutes, and he's doing a good job at it. I mean, he was stepped up in the playoffs big time. I think he had ten or eleven goals during the season or something like that. And uh, this guy's obviously still growing as a player, but. I mean, yeah, good deal for the Blues. They got an RFA off the board. Many other teams do not, so that's a worry for other teams, especially my team. Um, but, yeah. I it really – sorry, I don't mean to interrupt, but it really has been a boring summer. Other than the free agent frenzy this year, like, there's still so many big-name players that are still unsigned. Yeah. And we're, like, we're basically a month away from the season start. Yeah. Literally a month away, October 2nd it starts. Yeah. So, team's got to make a move on, especially those Winnipeg Jets. Yeah, lots of teams got to sign. Like, all, the thing is, like, all these guys are, like, massive parts of their team. Like, exactly. Like, off, they're all worse by a large margin. So, like, I don't know. Just the salary cap really, like, screwed them up, teams, this year. Because, like, <laughs> the whole league thought it was going to be higher. Yep. And then it was like two million uh, lower than they thought. So yep. that 
like every dollar basically counts so that kind of screwed up all the teams yeah you're right about that for sure uh and it is still thundering like crazy outside yeah i just heard that on one of your microphones I know, like it's actually bad. I can't hear anything. I'm I'm in the basement right now, but yeah, I'm in my room. Can't see or hear. I'm anything. in the basement. And I can even hear it. <laughs> Anyways, let's continue here. Uh, we're almost done. Uh, going through what we want to talk about today. Uh, NHL top twenty rated players, uh, were revealed this week. Uh, I guess I'll just list them off right now. Connor McDavid is a rated ninety-four in in NHL twenty. He's the highest rated overall player. Then we got Sidney Crosby at number two. He's 93. Nikita Kucherov comes in at number three with a 92 overall. Alex Ovechkin and Nathan McKinnon are both um, tied for that third overall spot. They're all um, 92 overalls. That's Nikita Kucherov, Alex Nathan McKinnon. And then Patrick Kane is 90, rated 91 overall. Victor Hedman was 91 overall. And Drew Doughty was 91 overall. And Andre Vasilevsky is 91 overall. And Carey <laughs> Price is 91 yes. overall. Yes, so there's a lot Carey. of 91 overalls. Uh, I, I mean, Vasilevsky... the top 50. Wait, sorry, got to continue? Yeah, they, they released the top 50. But I'm just... I thought I would just read the top oh, yeah, 50. Because yeah. that's all that everyone really cares about. <laughs> yeah. um, but Vasilevsky being the highest rated goalie makes sense to me. McDavid being... Highest rated player makes sense to me. Yeah. Um. I mean, I guess McKinnon also. He had a, a stellar season, so that kind of makes sense. Alex Ovechkin's shot is crazy. I was looking at the like the detailed stats. Slap shot accuracy is a 95. Slap shot power is a 95. Wrist shot accuracy is a 94, and wrist shot power Jeez. is a 94. Sorry, wrist shot accuracy and power are both 94. So that is he has the best shot in the game from what it looks like. Uh, just yeah. looking through these players' advanced stats quickly, but what do you guys think about this? Um, just I I don't play a whole lot of NHL. I don't really like the game anymore. It's kind of been the same since NHL 15 released on Next Gen. But these overalls are very suited. I th- I just I just think that NHL should go a bit higher with the ratings. Like Madden, Madden has a few guys who are 99 overall. They do. Overall. Yeah, they have the 99 club. You're right. And I feel like McDavid is almost next to the greatest player right now. Um, so I think I definitely think that the overall should be a bit higher. But again, it's NHL. NHL's always done this. They've never done the high ratings, uh, mostly for their players. But yeah, I think that every overall uh, we've seen in the top 50 is pretty suitable. Yeah, like the only thing I don't like, so they released a the top 50, but like, it was like 88 overall to like 94 and then like 50 players in between that range. There mm-hmm. was like everyone, there was like 10 players that were like the same overall. It was just like who was in what order. So that was the only part I didn't like. Like they basically had from the top 10, they had three overalls, but from 90 to 88, they had like 40 players, which doesn't make any sense to me. But like, that's the only thing I have with that. But I, I do agree with like most of the rankings especially the top 10, like, I don't know if you mentioned, but, like, Hedman's the highest-rated defender, like, that makes sense, Vashlowski goalie, McDavid player, so it all makes sense, but I do like how Madden does it, where they have the 99 club, like, like Thomas said, McDavid should be 99, like, Crosby 97, like, stuff like that, I think would be better, but, like, Thomas said, NHL always does this, and they will probably always will do this. (laughs) I will say, since we're talking about NHL right now, uh, I think NHL 
like EA Sports NHL is probably the worst sports game. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't know if you guys would agree. It's just because, well, the first of all, the graphics are they're realistic, but they're not. They can't Top compare notch. to Madden or the show. Even or... 2K is so good. 2K, uh, 2K is one of the worst. I think graphics wise, it goes Madden. Madden, and actually no, the show would probably be number one, then Madden, and then I would say FIFA, and then 2K and NHL are probably at the bottom there. But anyways, um, I wanted to say though, like NHL, it hasn't changed, like Thomas said before, yeah. like all the game modes are, they've basically been the same. They need to bring GM Connected back. That's yes, one thing that I missed. Yes, that, yes. that was a lot of fun. Uh, I heard rumors that it was coming back. I don't think that's true though. I think someone just made that up on Twitter, and I believed it. <laughs> Fucking idiot. But, um, yeah, I I don't know. It's the worst made sports game, in my opinion. It's because no one in America cares about hockey. That's true. No, you know what? You're right. You're right about that. Yeah. <laughs> well, um, I guess we could kind of segue into the next topic. Uh, lots of Americans buy hockey jerseys, and a lot of Canadians buy hockey jerseys, and around the world. Hockey jerseys are being bought in, in the NHL. Uh, the NHL just released the top jersey sales for the 2018-19 season, I believe, right? Yep. yep. Okay, so you guys, I guess, list them off. You guys know more about this, so Yeah, so Crosby, Sidney Crosby was number one. We got Alex Ovechkin at number two, and Austin Matthews at number three. Uh, I don't know how far down you guys want to go. We could do um, like 10, I guess. Okay, so then we got Fleury at four, Bergeron at five, Kane at six, Bennington at seven. That shocked me. Tarasenko yeah. at eight, Jonathan Taves at nine. I'm surprised that he's at nine, too, actually. And Connor McDavid was at ten. I, I would have guessed that he'd be in the top three for sure. Probably even number one. Brent Burns was 11. Marchand was 12. Uh, John Tavares was 13. Claude Giroux was 14, and Mitchell Marner was 15. I don't know why people are still buying Marner jerseys, because <laughs> he's not even officially a Toronto Maple Leaf yet. Maybe he'll be in the top 10 next season if he signs with a new team instead of the yeah. Toronto Maple Leafs. So. But no, I'm, I was shocked. Like, Crosby, Ovechkin, Matthews, I guess, being top three kind of makes sense. Like, I'm, I'm not surprised that those three guys are in the top three, but I'm just shocked that McDavid's at number 10. I know, and like Bennington seven, like the guy played like four months of hockey and has like yeah. a top ten selling jersey the whole season, which is like retarded, surprising. And McDavid, I guess at 10. it's recency bias, though. I guess right because yeah. Bennington just Horribly, woke up yeah. and he had a stellar season. So recency, uh, I guess. I mean, recent history. Um, I guess you could say the same with Bergeron at five, but like. Yeah. Bergeron's like a Hall of Famer, basically. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 100%. So, like, it's not that big of a surprise. Like, Bennington just came out of nowhere in January. Yeah. Even so. Taves, though. I'm super, Like, Kane, I, I get that he's up there, but Taves, like, the Blackhawks are kind of... They've been shit the last few seasons. I'm surprised that Kane and Taves are both in the, the top ten there. Yeah, Taves had a good year this year, I yeah, guess. Maybe that's why. Yeah, that's true, yeah. But, yeah, that's uh, all the jerseys, top 15 jersey sales this year. Uh, hopefully next year we're gonna see we're probably gonna see most of the same faces I assume. Uh, maybe if Carlson plays a lot more games, Hedman, Kucherov, Kucherov's not there. I don't know how he even Hedman actually. Hedman like, should be up there too. Yeah, but, but if you guess. notice, these are like 
a lot of markets where they care about mm -hmm. hockey a lot. Yeah, that's true. And then you got Flurry there because of the Vegas hype. Oh, like, yeah. you know, Pittsburgh, Washington, Toronto, Boston, Chicago. St. Louis now. St. Yeah. Louis, even Philadelphia. Like, those guys care about hockey, like, more than I would say, like, Tampa. So maybe that, that's the reason why, but. That makes sense. Even Stamco, I mean, Stamco's, like, he's a great player. He didn't have, like, an out, like, like, he didn't have, like, a season like Nikita Kucherov by any means. No. Nikita Kucherov actually is another player that's not out there. Yeah. I'm kind of surprised about that, too. Yeah. Well, we'll discuss Nikita Kucherov in this next segment. Uh, we're just going to be talking about the 2021 World Cup of Hockey predictions the score put out. We'll just dive right in. Um, Team Sweden here. We got a lot of good players. We'll discuss some players that are probably locks to make the team, I would think. If you guys agree with me, Elias Pettersson in two years is going to be pretty damn good. Oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> um, Gabriel Landeskog, yep. he's got to be in the conversation. William Nylander, even though he just came off a tough year for the Maple Leafs, I think, in two years. I think. Exactly. There's, there's a lot of talent here. Yeah. Who else we got Victor here? Victor Arvidsson will oh, be yeah, there. Oh, yeah, him. Yeah. You mentioned Nylander, right? Yep. Um, Nicholas Backstrom will be there. He's going to be a vet. Very underrated player in the NHL, yeah, Nicholas Backstrom. Uh, Dreyas Janssen could be in the conversation, another Leaf player. William Carlson. Exactly, William Carlson just coming off a deal with the Vegas Golden Knights. Uh, their defense, Nyquist. though. I think Nyquist will be there for sure. Maybe Jakob Silverberg on Anaheim. He's like a, probably on the fourth line most likely. Yeah, well, the score pretty, named off a pretty damn good roster. Got to give them credit to that. On the defensive side, it's probably <laughs> the Unreal. best in the tournament. <laughs> Team Sweden's defense has always been good for years, and this this World Cup could be the best ever in tournament World Cup tournament history. The, the, their, their defense is stacked. The names you could just ramble off. Uh, Eric Carlson, you could just ramble off. That's, that's pretty damn good. Uh, Victor Hedman, another one, another Norse Trophy winner. Dahlin could win the Norris in 2021 and be there in the 2021 World Cup. Uh, John Klingberg on the Dallas Stars. Uh, you guys, I, I think that's... Ekman Larson. Ekman Larson is one of my favorite defensemen. Ekman Larson and Ekblad are my two like favorite defensemen that aren't great. Like, you know what elite I mean? Elite status, like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. they're not like, yeah. considered elite yet, yeah. And then, like, I would even throw in, like, Matthias Ekholm, who's mm -hmm. been, who had a solid season this year. And I think he'll just be, like, a kind of a two-way presence on that T core because you got a lot of offensive-minded defensemen like Carlson, OEL, Klingberg. So having Ekholm there could probably stabilize the defense a little bit. The and only guys that thing... might... Yeah, go ahead. Sorry. Guys that might crack the roster are guys like Nicholas Jalmerson, who will be older, uh, Eric Gustafson, Oscar Clefbaum, Adam Larson, Eric Brandstrom. I think Eric Brandstrom might crack the cut. Who knows? Yeah, Maybe could. as a seventh yeah. defenseman. Possibly. Uh, what were you going to say? I was going to say, like, the only weakness I really see in Sweden is their goaltending. So, like, right now, the on the picks that the score has is, like, Leonard, Markstrom, and Lundqvist. <laughs> yeah, Lundqvist but Markstrom, is be, like, 40. Markstrom won't be bad, I don't think. They, they just don't have anyone who's, like, amazing. You know what I mean? Like, a, a yeah. surefire starter. I get what you're saying. That makes yeah. sense. And then, like, again, like, this could change in two years. There could be someone that emerges that could take over the, uh, a starting position. But just I think their biggest weakness is probably their goaltending, 
Their strength is their defense, and then oh, their forwards are pretty versatile. Yeah, it's just that like so, Sweden, it's like it's the same story every year. Like Sweden always just gets upset by either Canada, or Russia, or the U.S. somehow in some way. They went to the finals in the twenty fourteen Olympics, but Sweden it just they're just they always don't have goal so they don't have like a goal scorer really. Yeah, like that one guy who can just you know you you could count on him, but Elias Pettersson could be that guy in a yeah. few years. So. We'll see. Uh, any like captain picks you have for this team? If we're gonna name a captain, maybe I don't know. That's that's a tough pick. I'd say Hedman, to be honest. That's a good pick. Uh, because if you think two years, he'll have so much more experience. He'll be, uh, I think he'll be twenty twenty eight or something like that. Twenty seven maybe. Um, and he'll he could. Let's see. I think he'd be a good fit. I'm. Gonna have to maybe. I think Hedman's a good choice, but I might give it to Backstrom. He's gonna be like the biggest vet on the team. He's yeah. been in Sochi. He's been there for so long with Team Sweden. I still think he's gonna be a good player in two years, especially with his passing ability. So he'll either be assistant for sure, but possibly captain. Oh, yeah. But I won't uh, be surprised if Hedman gets the C. Hedman yeah, will and... be thirty. Sorry, I yeah. just checked. He'll be thirty by the time this tournament comes around. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Landis Gug's already a captain in the NHL for the Colorado Avalanche, so maybe he just gets it because he's the captain right now. I think he's the only captain on the team in the NHL right now. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yep. So maybe he gets that because of that, but yeah. Um, lots of captain material here on Team Sweden. Lots of skill on this team, obviously. Lots of sharp shooting as well. I mean, Lindholm, Elias Lindholm on Calgary, and then you got Nylander on the Leafs if he could put it together. Zabinagat at center, Pedersen, their Forsberg. There's... There's a lot of guys here who could step up for Team Sweden. And then, are we going to name some people on the bubble, I think the score has here? I uh, think Flager named we up some did defensemen. Okay, yeah, defensemen yeah. we did. Um, but I guess there's Gustav Nyquist, who I said I think will crack the team. Jesper Bratt, Patrick Hornquist, who's on the downfall, I think. He won't, yeah, either. He might he won't even be in the conversation yeah. once this tournament comes around, <laughs> or once they're making the lineups. Carl Soderberg uh, and Leosh Anderson. Oh, yeah, the guy on the Rangers, right? Yep. I think I think he's the I don't think he's played yet in the NHL, has he? He has. He has scored his first NHL goal, I think, last year, two years ago. Um he could be there in two years. We'll we'll never know. It's development, whatever. It's development could take time and could take a little time. And we shall see with Team Sweden. Uh the discussion point here, their defensive core on the bubble could honestly be a defensive core in this tournament. Uh got Yelmerson, Eric Gustafson, Oscar Clefbaum, Adam Larson, Eric Brandstrom. May not be the best defensive core, but it's still a pretty good damn bubbled defense core if you were to put this in the tournament. That's that's pretty skilled right there. And then For sure. goaltending wise, you said it, Joe, like it's they don't have that main guy right now. Unless Leonard could step it up this year and become that number one goalie in the NHL, but we'll see. I don't see Sweden. that happen. Yeah, I don't I don't see it happening. I just so don't yeah. see him he'll still be I think, but he won't be an elite goalie. And then before, yeah. when we were preparing our list for the goalies, like Linus Allmark is probably the best guy leading up coming right now. And then they got that guy, Philip Gustafson, on the Ottawa Senators development. He could be one of those guys who steps it up in two years. But two years is a short amount of time for goaltending development. So it doesn't usually happen. But again, anything could happen once 2021 hits. Are we going to move on to Finland now? Yeah, let's move on to Finland. So let's just name our locks. Like we got Line A. Yeah. Barkov, yeah. Rantanen, yeah. Aho, Teravainen, 
Lukaku. Um, Actually, will Kako be eligible? How does this work? Is Team no, Europe? No, team North America. North America, yeah. Come on, North <laughs> America. What? They, they just don't. It's Team North America, not Team Northern Under Hemisphere. 23. <laughs> no, what I'm saying is, though, that's the same rule, right? No, no, no. they can pick anyone. Team Europe can pick anyone. No, Team no. Europe not, is every no, what other I'm country. Saying is, Team Europe, it's not like the rookie situation though, right? Like, no. No, no. Okay, so Team Europe is just like basically the rest of the world. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Basically all the scraps from yeah. the other countries. So then Anyways, like other locks like on defense, like you got Ristolainen as a lock. Heiskanen. Heiskanen for sure. I would say Lindell probably. Yeah. And then goaltender. So, I think Vatnin too. Yeah, Maybe. as a lock. Yeah, probably. And then goaltending like Rask, Soros probably. Like those, I think, are locked. That's actually a really good goalie pair right there. So they got and good forwards. Lukanen or whatever. He, I'm pretty sure he did pretty well. Luko Pekka Lukanen. That is a crazy last name. Names. I'm pretty sure though. In um, uh, what tournament was it? The World Juniors. Was it the World Juniors? Well, I mean, he yeah. won the World Juniors. Yeah, he so. won, and he was amazing. Yeah. <laughs> No, Capital there was Capital another. Wasn't didn't he just play in like that? The um, what's it called? Like the tournament where World all the players go. No, I thought he no. played in that. Are no, you Kevin sure? Lan- no, Kevin Lankinen did. He was the he's Chicago's prospect. Oh my bad. See the fucking names the same. Lukanen, Lekanen, yeah, Le- Lekanen. Like how many freaking L's? And then, anyways, that's a really good like goalie trio right there. Yeah. So who else do you think could make the team? So those were just the locks that we kind of went over. Well, I think Casper uh, Kapaner with the speed, yeah. two years is going to be very versatile for the Leafs and for Finnish uh, country. Um, maybe I, I like Eric. Olinen. Eric Hola, I think. Yeah, Could Eric Hola's not bad. Um, he's been injured, but I think this guy's a good player and could make Team Finland as well. Uh, Jesse Puljujarvi, there's a lot of talk about him. He's not signed. He's probably not going to go back to the Edmonton Oilers until they trade him. Yeah, uh, so that's a mess. That's, I, don't, I don't know what's going on with him, but he could definitely be in the conversation for Team Finland. Um, he's a fourth overall pick, so that potential is still there, but he's got to use that potential to his strengths, and his strength is he's a very big guy, and he could shoot the puck, so he's got to use that. Uh, other guys, Henrik Borgstrom on the Florida Panthers. He's a guy, I, don't, I wouldn't say he's like a highly touted prospect, but he's a prospect in itself. Uh, he could possibly make it, but we'll see. Yeah, I'm gonna have to throw in my boy Yasperi Kakinyemi. He's, I think he's gonna be very good in two years. So yeah, I'd, yeah. I'd definitely put him on the team. Yeah, and then uh, I think maybe like Rope Hints, Rope Hints, Rope Hints. Yeah, <laughs> kind of broke out with the Stars in the playoffs a little bit. So I think if he develops a little bit more in two years, I think he'll be on the team as well. We're also forgetting Mikel Granlund. I yeah. think. He's still a good NHL th- player. I think he's still he'll solid. Yeah, he's still solid. He could be on like the third or fourth line. So I think he'll still be there. And then what other defensemen do you think we can see from them? Uh, Honestly, I think Yusuf Valimaki, 100%. Uh, Valimaki, guy, yeah. That's what I was going to say, yeah. He's very good. So he just actually went down with an injury. About, I think he's out for five months or something Yeah, like he tore his ACL or something. Yeah, that sucks. But I think in two years, Yusuf Valimaki is going to be one of the best finished defensemen in the league. So we'll look out for him. Even Yorki Hyra, I could see making the team. Yeah, oh, I think he's a lock Sabres. for me, to be honest. He's yeah. going to be 
I think he's gonna be the real deal. A stud. He's gonna be yeah. He's gonna be the real deal. Yeah, like you said. I think he's gonna be probably the best Finnish defenseman out at one point in his career. Finland yeah. is Finland is one of these nations where like they can upset a country because the other country are so favorited that fit, no one talks about Finland and like. Alexander Barkov's already underrated, and now that he's on Finland and nobody talks about Finland, he's even more underrated. So That's true. They're yeah. one of these nations. Like, they just won the world championship. They beat Canada, and they didn't have... They had three NHL players, yep. and those NHL players were rookies. So yeah, that was pretty yeah. embarrassing, not going to lie. Exactly. So Finland's one of the, Finland is one of these countries that are overlooked so many times and that they could just bite you and uh, probably upset I you. Think the they're over, I think they're overlooked, though, because they don't have any, like, studs you know what i mean they don't have like a crosby they don't have like like a patrick kane they don't have any like any players that are like talked about to that caliber you know what i mean like yeah Barkov i mean they have line they have barkov yeah and like ranton and, and i guess reese alignin but they're not like the elite you know what i mean like they're not in the same why breath, they get I overlooked. Guess. exactly yeah you are tired of playing in season-long fantasy leagues and losing to teams like the mother puckers or easy breezy or mad bum pussies every single season, then you should check out Thrive Fantasy, a new prop bet based daily fantasy lineup game. Concept is simple. You choose an over or under for a player's given statistic and earn points for each prop you guess correctly. If you combine all your props for one of the highest scoring lineups on that night, you cash. Whether you're looking to play in $2 games or $100 games, Thrive Fantasy has a match for you. Thrive Fantasy can be downloaded from the Apple and Google Play stores. Use our code BREAKDOWN, spelled B-R-K-D-W-N, and receive $10 free when you deposit $10 through PayPal on Thrive Fantasy. Prop up with us and download Thrive Fantasy now. I think that's it for uh, Team Finland. We'll jump our way to Team Russia. Uh, lots and lots and lots of talent on this team. Well, for I mean, the forwards, yes. Yeah. <laughs> Defense-wise, I don't think there's much of a talking point for Team Russia. They've got no one on their The Their goaltending's good, too. Yeah. Zaitsev. <laughs> obviously, Ovechkin's still going to be a good guy and, uh, two years from now. Obviously, Nikita Kutrov, who just won uh, league MVP, uh, league scoring our Ross winner. Uh, he's still definitely going to be good by 2021. Other guys. Uh, Kuznetsov. Or Panarin. Like, this. They, they've got a lot of the same like kind of breed players, like kind of like flashy, skilled, scoring, fast Russian players. Like, yeah, that's kind of like their like go to. Yeah. That's I guess how they develop players. I guess mm-hmm. that's why like you don't see good defensemen. I guess everyone wants to be a forward in Russia. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I think also I think Dadnov probably a lock, mm-hmm. especially after coming back and playing good with Florida. Very good. Yep. You got Gusev, who just got acquired by the Devils. I think he'll make he'll be in his prime. Mm-hmm. You I'm got, a fan of Svechnikov. Svechnikov, yeah, he's gonna be really good. <laughs> and then I think you got Radulov could make the team. He'll be a lot older then, yeah. but I think he'll just squeak on maybe as a 13th forward, maybe. And then I guess the other centers are kind of a crapshoot. You can use like Shipachev, who. Played for Vegas for a minute. Who caved in the NHL? Well, he's yeah, doing. He was loud. doing good in the cage. Sixty-eight points in sixty-one games. Yeah, he's like Passy, good. Man. Yeah, he was supposed to play for Vegas. They just didn't like how he played, and they just literally terminated his contract. Yeah, I don't. I don't understand that. Yeah, I, mean, I don't know. Ivan Barbashev, Stanley Cup champion. Yeah, on this team, they have they have one, two, three, four, 
five. They've got a lot of Stanley Cup champions now, and Russia was seemed to be doted to win Stanley Cups. Yeah. Until Malkin won it in two thousand nine, and he was the first of them to do it. So, um, going to the back end now, <laughs> there's not much. There's like two there. or three like defensemen. There's definitely the- two. Sergeyev and Provorov were going to be really good in the future. Yeah, and then I could see Orlov making it. Yeah. But- Probably Zadorov. Zaitsev, good old Nikita Zaitsev on the Ottawa Senators now. Oh, good. He's Not very good. Uh, uh, what else do you think? Yeah. Kulikov, maybe? Marchenko. Marchenko, yeah. Could be um, a bubble. Vladislav Gavrikov, he's on the uh, he's on the color. He's on the Columbus Blue Jackets now. He played a few games in the playoffs last year. Um, maybe he makes it, but yeah, there's not a lot. There's not too much to be excited about on the back end. That's why this team is gonna just outscore you. Yeah. They're, they're just gonna they're gonna leaf it. They're just gonna outscore their problems. So, <laughs> but this could be the only defensive core in the whole tournament where they have one letter, like all the players have one letter, or sorry, the same letter and the, at the yeah. end of their last name. V. V. Yeah, v, yeah. Ov, Ev, Ov, like, Kulikov, oh. Orlov, Zadorov, <laughs> Zaitsev, Provorov. That's oh, my six one. right there. I don't know about you. <laughs> <laughs> but I think the goaltending is going to definitely gonna save them. Uh, oh, yeah. Oh, for sure. Bobrovsky. Yeah. That's like the best one-two punch probably in the whole tournament, oh, 100%. I think. Oh, yeah. 100%. Yeah. And then I I would throw even Samsonov. He's like one of the 100%. most hyped prospects. That's what I was thinking, too. Right now. So I think by two years from now, like, who knows what's going to happen with Holpe. Um, who knows what they're going to do with Samsonov-Washington. They could either keep him or trade him. Because they still have Holpe, he's only 30 right now. So I don't know if they're going to want to move on from him. Yeah. So it's going to be interesting what they're going to do with Samsonov because he is, like like I said, one of the most hyped goalie prospects right now. He's been kind of touted for a while to kind of start soon. So we'll see with him. That, um, Even yeah. that, that Sorokin guy is pretty good. Um, like his goals against average last season was 1.16. Jeez. That that's pretty good, player. man. Oh, sorry. I didn't even say he's in, he was playing for Moscow. Yeah. In uh, the KHL. Mm. That's All pretty these Russian good, goalies, like, they seem to just fly under the radar. And then once they just make their NHL debut or just get closer to the NHL, they just just skyrocket. Like Vashlevsky, Andrei Makarov a few years ago, he he hasn't panned out for Buffalo yet. Mm-hmm. But a guy like Ilya Samsonov, Igor Shostorkin, these, two, these three guys could be goalies for the future for Team Russia. And what Joseph said about um, uh, Holpe and Ilya Samsonov, it's kind of like the Price-Halak situation where... You don't know which guy to trade. They were going to trade Price. The Montreal Canadiens were going to trade trade Carey Price over trading Yaroslav Vlak. What if they did that? Uh, I don't even know what I'd do. They'd be like literally dick for a decade. Yeah, I was going to say they wouldn't have made the playoffs all those years. They would be like, I don't even know. I really don't. Like I wouldn't trade Holtby. That's what I mean. Like, and he's in his prime. That. That core is still in their prime, like Ovechkin, Kuznetsov, stuff like that. So exactly. They have a kind of a situation because I don't think they want to keep Samsonov until he's like 26, 27, and the guy's barely played, right? Exactly, yeah. yeah. So we'll see what happens there. Um, yeah. That pretty much wraps up Team Russia's conversation. Did we talk uh, about the old fucks that are on the... Oh, no, oh yeah, yeah, the, the bubble. <laughs> can we you just can... talk about that for a second? Sure. Oh, yeah. Ilya Kovalchuk <laughs> and Pavel Datsuk, who are going to be like, basically dead by the time this tournament comes around um i don't know why they're that i don't know why sorry they would even be in that talk yeah like i'm pretty sure datsuk will be like 43 when this tournament comes around like i don't even know if that guy will be even playing never mind like 
competing in the World Cup of Hockey. Yeah, he won't be playing for sure. Yeah, that's kind of like a stretch. And then, like, yeah. defense, there's literally no one else you could put. <laughs> yeah, there's, like, KHL people that we could put. I- Igor Ozhiganov, he had a great stretch oh, of yeah. the Leafs. Yeah, um, <laughs> currently ripped the entire team open. Yeah, what was that interview. all about? That was stupid. But... Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, Team Russia's got a lot to look forward, uh, forward-wise and goaltender-wise, but defense, they just got to keep developing their younger guys. I mean, uh, oh, that... oh, yeah, Romanov could yeah, be, like, a sneaky Montreal. pick yeah, to yeah, make yeah. the team. That is someone we didn't mention because he, I think this season upcoming, he's going to play for Moscow, which is the best team in the KHL. Mm -hmm. So in two years, he could probably be like the first defenseman, to be honest. Maybe not, maybe like not replace Provorov, but that's someone we actually forgot. Yeah. Yeah, Completely forgot about that lad. He won like what tournament MVP for defenseman? Yeah. World. He won uh, best defenseman at the tournament. Yeah, so good for Romanov, and he's a Montreal Canadiens prospect. So you got a lot to look forward to there. Maybe the maybe the next Markov, you know? Maybe. Yeah, maybe. could possibly. That's what they're saying. So we'll see. So, um, I guess we'll move forward to, to the Czech Republic. All right. So what are the locks here? Pasternak for sure. Voracek. Krejci, I would say. Uh, Tomas Hurdle, unbelievable skilled player. I would say Philip Zadina, Zadina probably. Yeah. yeah, in two years he should be able to kind of establish himself. Uh, Philip Hedl, Hedl, yeah, Blatt, yeah, uh, Jakub Varana, Michael oh. Frolik, I think. I don't know what about Frolik. He gets yeah, that's questionable for me too. He's, I he's think old. fourth line maybe. Yeah, he's older, but he could definitely still be there. I just don't think of, as effective as twenty nineteen Michael Frolik, but he's definitely. In the well, Vladimir Sobotka. I don't know. He do was for him this I think year. He had a yeah, but year. man, like before that, wasn't bad. I don't know, he was, he's been hyped so much, and he hasn't done anything in the NHL. Like I remember when he came back, but and see, it was such that's a big the deal. thing. I, I think he got hyped up too much for what he was. I don't think he was he's that like great. A, literally a third liner. Yeah, third liner. Like um, that's why I'm. I don't know. I think he could like maybe crack the fourth line if he has a stretch um, in the next two seasons. Yeah, You're right. I, I think he only had he only had he had less than fifty points in like seventy games this year. That's pretty shitty, but yeah. And then defense, I have no clue who would <laughs> yeah. be on like, this defense core. Uh, their best one for the future, I wouldn't say twenty twenty one, but for the future is Philip Horonic hundred percent. Yeah. Uh, if Libor Hayek and Jakob Zaboral can develop, they have not played yet in the National Hockey or Zaboral has for Boston. Uh, Hayek has not for the New York Rangers. We shall see, but again, Kempney, Gudis, Radic, Simic, Philip Ronick, Zaboral, Jan Ruda doesn't look tasty. It doesn't look It doesn't look very good. Uh, so we'll see with the Czech defense. It's kind of like Russia, but again, Russia has more power for, or power for, power more, play specialist, I would yeah, say. Czechs, yeah. I'm saying it right now, the Czechs are gonna be going to be the worst team in the tournament, I think. I, I wouldn't put it past them, honestly, like, there's nothing against Czech. Like, their forwards are solid. Oh, posture. Not bad. Their defense is just, like, it's barely NHL level. And their goaltending is not great You look great at their either. goalies. They have David Riddick, <laughs> Peter Mrazek, and Pavel Frankuz. I think Riddick, <laughs> Riddick is, like, mm, he's whatever. He's, he's not had, great. like, one he's year. Not bad. So we have to see what he's going to do. Mrazek is, he's going to be aged by the time this tournament comes around. Uh, and he's kind of on, I think he peaked, to be honest. I think he's on the downfall now. But, yeah, they're not, they don't have great 
goaltenders either. I guess Michael Nuvra is another player that could be talked about. Yeah, he's, he's getting up in there in age, though, as well. But. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. Like, Isaac, he's kind of – I think they're similar yeah. in age. We'll see from the European teams. And then, actually, I guess we'll talk about Team Europe. I know Flager's boys on the team, so you could kind of mention him. <laughs> Anze Kopitar, he's a lock. Uh, he, he'll be, like, 35, I think. Close to it, yeah. He'll but be I think like he'll still be good enough to play. 35. Yeah, yeah, he'll definitely be there, even if he's not playing on the first line, like he did yeah. uh, in the first 2016 World Cup of Hockey. I would say Dreisaitl's a lock. 100%, 50 goals. Timo Meyer. Timo Meyer. Zuccarello. Nikolai Ehlers. Yeah, Zucker, I forgot about Zuccarello. Nita Ryder, I would Nico, say probably. Nico Heischer, uh, Swiss, Swiss forward centerman. Yeah, Ehlers. I like Thomas Tatar, too. So yeah, nice. Tatar, I think. And they got a lot of bubble players on the team as well, like Alexander Texier. I mean, he just got a taste in the playoffs for the Columbus Blue Jackets, but the Frenchman is looking good. He's looking fast. So. Straight out of France. Exactly. He's He looks like he's not maybe the real deal yet, but he looks like he has some talent that could uh, help the Columbus Blue Jackets, help Team Europe in the 2021 World Cup of Hockey. Mm-hmm. And I would say maybe even Bjorkstrand from yeah, Columbus Bjorkstrand. as well. Lars Eller. Yeah, probably as a fourth line center, and he'd be good in that fourth line role. I think he really solidifies that uh, team Europe fourth line. Yeah, and then we mentioned Kevin Fiala. Or we did not mention Kevin Fiala. Well, yeah. yeah, I think we did, <laughs> but he'll be there. Yeah, he'll I don't be know. There. Like that guy is so weird. Like he had a good season two years ago. Then last year he just fell off the face of the earth. I don't now know. Now he's in Minnesota for a full season. He kind of picked it up a little bit, so we'll see Hopefully. what he does there. Um, defense again. There's also at least sorry, they have a also, stud on that defense. Yeah. There, did you finish listing off all the? Like, no, I did not. Yeah, just borderline guys. Yeah, no. finish that off. Miko Bodker, he won't make it though. I don't think. I don't think uh, so. Pierre Edward Belmar. Hell no, he's ours. Yeah, I was gonna say that. There's no way he's making it. Uh, Zemgis Jurgensen's. I'm pretty Teddy sure he's going to get kicked out of the NHL soon. So, anyway. Yeah, yeah what's, what happened with that guy? He won't be he's there. still there, but, like, I don't know if he's good enough. But, like, man, like, remember he was voted an all-star when the Sabres were shit yeah, that one year? Yeah. Holy shit. That's horrid. <laughs> There's Sven Barchi. I think Berchi. that's how you pronounce it. He's, he's like, okay. He's okay, but he's not going to make it, I don't think. Franz Nielsen, he'll be old, I'm pretty sure. Very he'll old. He'll be a dino. Yeah, Dennis Malgin. I don't even know who that is, to be honest. Uh, he plays on the Florida Panthers. He could be there, Teddy, but I don't, I don't know. We'll, we'll Teddy, see. Teddy Bluger's last. He's on the Pittsburgh Penguins. He had a good kind of run with the Penguins mm-hmm. his last few games. Um, but I don't know if that nominates him right to the World Cup team. But I think what the score named on Team Europe is pretty, pretty accurate and pretty solid for the next uh, two years. So... Zuccarello's going to be, what, 34 on the tournament? He'll be stage? old, but, like, I still think he'll be Yeah, productive. I still think he'll make it. Yeah, he'll make it, 100%. He'll be one of their better players, I think. Yeah, he's old. He was one of their best players in 2016, him and Kopitar. Yeah, yeah. and they went to the finals in 2016. And almost upset Canada. Canada. They lost in the last minute of the game. Yeah, so uh, defensive-wise, as got Chara, uh, mentioned... Man. Charles will be got, older than my dad by the time that he got, Yeah, I was gonna say he's a dinosaur. That he probably won't even make it. To Roman Yossi. He'll be retired. Roman Yossi's a guy who's gonna be 
playing a lot of minutes in yeah, this he's a, at least they have a stud unlike yeah. Czech Republic <laughs> and Russia well Russia yeah. Russia Prober could have Sergeyev could be a stud but anyways Cernak's uh, not bad Cernak's not guy. bad yeah but like Yossi's a stud yeah 100% and then Dean Kukan uh, he's on the Columbus Blue Jackets I believe as well uh, Moritz Sider who just got drafted from the uh, for for the Detroit Red Wings sixth overall yeah that, that was, was a bit a of a massive shock. surprise <laughs> Um, Jonas Siegenthaler on the Washington Capitals. Yannick Weber, who I don't know why his name's there, but sure. Yannick yeah, Weber. they don't that really have that, much. There's no one else to put. Yeah, there's the no one else to put. Um, Mirko Mueller. Uh, Plays for the New Devils, Jersey's. I think, right? Yeah, yeah, New Jersey. So not a lot to talk about on the defensive side. But Their the goalies are actually decent. Freddie Frederick Anderson. You got Freddie Anderson. Philip Grubauer, Yaroslav Polak, Thomas Grease. That's not bad. I'm pretty sure the I'm pretty sure their one two punch was Grice and Halak in the tournament last in twenty sixteen. Yeah, well, I think it was. And Halak played pretty good. Like he did, but Halak could step up in big moments. He has like throughout his career. Montreal playoffs, yeah. that tournament, even a backup in Boston this past oh, year. Oh, yeah, a great he, year. He was he was really good when he had to step in there. So he could still play, but he'll be like pretty old by the time this tournament comes around. So, like, Anderson's obviously the starter. Oh, yeah. And then I'll have Grubauer backing him up. Yeah, Didn't Halak... Halak and Greece played together, I think. Yeah, two years ago. Islanders. New York, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. That actually would have been the same time as the tournament. The 2016 tournament. Yeah, around the same time. Around the same time, yeah. Two years ago, they played together. and then, But I think Frederick Anderson's the nomination for the number one goalie. I think he's oh, the that's best his one of that. So... Um, that's all the teams. I think we just that's named it. there. Mm-hmm. Um, fat. Well, it felt like it went fast. Another shorter one, this one. But again, the tournament, like, we, we, we were talking about before when we were recording, like, this tournament is the substitute for the Olympics if the NHL players don't go. Yeah, it's, because yeah. Cause the, the Olympics would be in 2022, like, that February. It's kind of bumming. Like, I don't, I don't want to see how, if the 2021 World Cup turns out to be the 20, 2016 World Cup, it's going to be pretty bad. Like, it wasn't... 2016 World Cup wasn't amazing, but, like, man, you knew Canada was going to win. You knew North America was going to be exciting, and they were, and that was the best part of the tournament by far. And then Team Europe was just a bunch of people who didn't know... Like, they were just a group of people who just didn't know who to play with and how to play with, and they made the final. Mm-hmm. So it was pretty exciting there, but... We want to see best-on-best best action on the world's highest stage, and the world's highest stage is the Olympics. So whether we see that or not in 2022 is a question, and I think we might not because I th- I'm pretty sure the Olympics is in somewhere, Korea or Japan or China, somewhere there again, or so I don't know. Yeah, I'm, I don't let me search know. it out. 2022 Olympics. I don't know about you guys, but ever since the NHL decided not to allow their players to go to the Olympics, the Winter Olympics, that is, it kind of ruined it, to be honest, because that was the one like I would always look forward yeah. to. The whole world would look forward to And now that NHL players can't go, I'm assuming they won't go. Hopefully they will, but I don't think they'll go in 2020, but it just kind of it, it ruins the whole Olympics for me, at least. Yeah. I, I know, think Ovechkin. Like, I know Ovechkin will go. I think he's yeah. the one guy that, that I know has in the past. He said that like 
you know what, like next Olympics I'll go play. Actually, you know what, now that though, maybe he'll retire by then. <laughs> he might. Um, like I think we mentioned in another episode he might retire after his contract. Oh yeah, that's what, two, which, three years? Which is in twenty twenty one. Oh. Same year. Yeah, so yeah. maybe that could be his going out party. Um but the, yeah, the 2022 Olympics is in Beijing, China, and then the next one is 2026, which is in Milan. So I, I, I would think that the NHL players would go to Milan. I mean, nothing's wrong in there in Italy, but uh, I don't want to wait six years to watch McDavid and Crosby play, and Crosby's probably not going to play in that Olympics. So we all want to see McDavid and Crosby, Kane, Matthews. We all want to see these guys on the highest stage, and unfortunately, our commissioner of the league, Gary Bettman, and the uh, CBA, whoever those presidents are or whatever, they just can't decide on going to the Olympics and it's it's pretty bumming out because we want to see, again, players on the highest stage. Well, the biggest reason why they're not going anymore is cause, literally because of Tavares. It ruined the Islander season when he tore his yeah. ACL. And they were in the playoff hunt when he was there. They had Remember, they had Vanek as well? Yes, yeah. So yeah. he got injured and they traded Vanek at the deadline. So it basically ruined their whole season. So that's why they don't go to the Olympics. Like That was probably the biggest reason why they didn't go in 2018. But I don't know. I find the Olympics extremely boring, to be honest. I really like how they have uh, Team North America and Team Europe to just kind of spice it up. Like I really don't give a shit that Canada is playing like Latvia gonna win 10-1 and we, they're supposed to be and then they, <laughs> they don't like it's so i don't care about the olympics See, as much it's i mean i know it means more to like the players but like it's not fun to watch when you're watching someone lose like 10 nothing like how's that fun yeah but the olympics to me i've said it before i'm not a big international hockey fan like the only terms i'll really watch are the world cup of hockey um the world juniors i'll watch but usually only the knockout stages And then the Olympics are like the best international hockey for me, at least. So that's why I always look forward to the Olympics when we're playing in it. Yeah, I have nothing against the Olympics. I just like how they have North America and Europe to spice it up, to kind of put those other countries. So like Team Europe, for example. So you don't have like one NHL player and a bunch of scrubs against Team Canada. Like, how is that that's fair? True. Yeah, no, I agree. I don't know. I just find the Olympics boring. I'm not. I wasn't honestly. thinking of it like that. I was thinking of it more like, um, like I don't know. 
it's just it's the biggest international stage, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. I, so it's I wasn't better for the of, players. Like I wasn't considering the team. Like I wasn't considering Team North America and Team Europe in the the World Cup of hockey at all. Yeah, that's true. And yeah, like that's what you think some days. Like you want to see a group of young players, and they did. They did that. They put the 2016 World Cup. They did Team North America, and that was really exciting. It worked. Hopefully, it could work again. I would assume it works again, but. There's been talks that they're not going to put Team Europe and Team North America in the tournament, which would be horrible because that was the best part of the tournament, watching Team North America play with all the young guys, especially with McKinnon and Matthews, McDavid. Like that's, They're just running the show. Imagine if they versus Team Canada. That'd be even bigger. That's, that's A game where it features Canada or the U.S. or Sweden or Russia, it's going to be big. And when Canada played Russia in the semifinals in the 2016 World Cup, that was pretty big because Canada was down and us Canadians were like, wow, like Canada's actually losing. They're going to lose. They're actually going to be out. But no, they actually won the game. They came back and beat Russia and went to the finals and obviously won versus Team Europe. Canada's won countless times. We said it last episode. Like It's, it's getting boring for us Canadians. We wanted some competition. And I think we're going to find some in the 2021 World Cup with uh, the U.S. being a lot better and a lot of other nations being a lot more skillful. So. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, we'll see. And, yeah, I don't totally agree with you there, Joe, about the Olympics. Like, I, I like the Olympics. I watch it. But, like, when the best athletes aren't there, it's, it's boring. And you don't want to see a bunch of scrubs just play. Like, the last Olympics where you saw Mason Raymond as the best player <laughs> play for Team Canada. And they, lost, and they lost the bronze medal game against Germany. And they got fourth place. So, we don't want to see that again. But we're probably going to see that again because the NHL can't decide if they want to send the players to the Olympics. So we shall see. But, um, yeah, I think that's pretty much it for uh, the World Cup talk in the 2021. Uh, any other last words we have this for episode? I think this is going to be another short one. So Keep an eye out Friday for the top 50 players article uh, this week. I believe we're re- releasing players 40 to 30. Uh, so keep an eye out for that. And then a week tomorrow is NFL season. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I'm excited for that. Very excited. And yeah, just keep checking us out. Like we said before, multiple times, fall season's coming. As I said last episode, uh, the esports, we're trying to get back into that a little bit. We're going to hire a few more guys to help support that with that content, with analysis and betting. So just keep us uh, on your radar, on your timeline, on Twitter. Follow us on Instagram and Facebook. And for more content for the fall season. Yep, exactly. A lot of sports are coming. Uh, Very exciting time for us in the breakdown sports. We've never had that yet as our company is just a few months old. So... We're looking forward to this fall season and busy time for writing articles and talking about sports on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, you name it. So we're looking forward to that. Uh, That pretty much wraps episode number 29. One more till 30 episodes for the N10 Talk Talk podcast crew. Uh, I'm Thomas Lesio. Alongside me is Joseph Crusoe and Andrew Flager. We will chat with you next week. We don't know what the topic is, but we will decide one. But stay tuned. See you guys.